This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I am Alexis. I'm Grace. And we are continuing our fun journey, if you have been following us lately, of retelling, reinventing, reimagining Halloween-themed episodes of classic animated shows. If Mm -hmm. you have been sticking with us on this podcast, you know that typically we'll do like an eight-episode arc focusing on one show, but for the month of October, in celebration of the wonderful holiday that is Halloween, we decided that we would instead pick whatever classic animated show we want, no rules, besides Mm -hmm. that the episodes we talk about are Halloween-themed episodes. So we've had a lot of fun the past couple of weeks talking about uh, Darkwing Duck and their Halloween episode, a Mm Scooby-Doo-themed Halloween episode. And today, Grace will be continuing this journey for week three with yet another fun Mm -hmm. Halloween cartoon episode. I don't know which one she's doing, so I'm very excited Oh, and she looks excited too. And like she's got a good surprise up her sleeve. So uh, yeah, uh, take it away, dude. Great. Unless I'm missing so, something else. <laughs> nope, maybe, probably. Probably. Whatever. Oh, well, I mean, take I'm it away it anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so for my second Halloween episode, the third in our mm-hmm. Halloween arc, um, I am taking the torch uh, from a series that you recently covered, and I'm also doing the Scooby Doo show. All right, yes, there's a lot of Scooby Doo. Where we began, yep, there's a lot of Scooby Doo episodes, Halloween themed. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning in, the first series we covered was Scooby Doo. Lexus did a lot of Scooby Doo show like iteration. And mm-hmm. last week, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, pause this, go listen, come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexus did a Scooby Doo show Halloween iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, listen to all of them, rate, like, review, subscribe, tell a friend, then come back to this episode. Do Follow all the on same social things. media, etc. etc. Yeah, et exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so I am carrying on the torch of the Scooby Doo show today with Halloween themes for an episode filled with secrets of the rich, the legends of old, and oh. Halloween costumes. Of course. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna start with that last piece, costumes. Mm-hmm. And we're starting here because that's where our story starts today on Halloween night at a Halloween party at an enormous mansion, where else but the middle of the woods. Oh, of course. So Alexis, <laughs> the gang and Scooby Dumb are all at this party. Yes. Oh yes, my gosh. Scooby Dumb here. Ooh. Halloween uh-huh. and Scooby Dumb. Oh, yep. What a good combo. It's got cool. it all. Yeah. Um. So before we get into our episode, again, it's a Halloween party. Who do you think everyone in the gang plus Scooby Dumb is dressed up as? What do you think everyone's Halloween costume vibes would be? Like guess each person. Yeah. One by one. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I'm gonna guess that Fred is a pirate. Okay. I'm gonna guess that Daphne is a princess. Okay. Velma is a witch. Okay. Shaggy is like a m- mummy. Okay. And Scooby is like, or no, Shaggy is Dracula and Scooby's a mummy. You got a lot of this correct. 
did I really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I don't know if, if I should be proud of that or not. <laughs> I was trying to be, remain very neutral, but like straight up. Okay. Shaggy is dressed up as a vampire. Oh my gosh. And the fact that I switched that at the last minute, yes. I was like, wait a minute. No, Shaggy would totes be the vampire. Not the mummy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. okay. Ooh, yeah, wow. that was incredible. I'll describe okay. everyone's fits and how correct you are. Oh my so, gosh. Shaggy, the vampire, he's got fake teeth, a black cloak. He has like a tuxedo top with like shoulder pads, but then his like normal red bell-bottom pants. <laughs> Does okay? he even rent the whole tux? <laughs> he's like, that's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like enough of the vibe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he's got the teeth. Um, yeah. So then Fred is a pirate. Oh my gosh. He's wearing, you know, like blue pants, probably just his blue jeans, a navy blue like mm-hmm. swashbucklers jacket with like a big belt, like the big boots that fold over, a large blue like pirate hat. And then underneath <laughs> he like turned his orange ascot into like an orange like bandana to like wear beneath the slightly crooked cool. hat. We use reduce repurpose re- whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Velma, a witch. Uh, Listen to our yes. last episode before this one by the way everyone for a witch tale. Yeah. Um, tale. yeah a classic witch rocking <laughs> a long red dress, an orange cloak, the classic big black witch's hat, very okay. exactly what you expect. Daphne is like a fairy, but I'd say a princess fairy. Okay. He's got yeah. like a long purple gown on, a sheer pink cape, and like fairy wings. So very like princess-esque. So I would do okay. that one too. All right, thanks. That's yeah, so, maybe a half point. Yeah. <laughs> so basically the only one you got wrong uh is the is Scooby. Okay. Because he and Scooby Dumb have a joint outfit because they're a mm. horse with one of them. Scooby Doo being the front of the horse, Scooby gotcha. Dumb being the butt. Okay. Cool. Yep. Fair. So, fair. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't even think to guess what Scooby Dumb would be dressed as. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. So like again, incredible job. Yeah. Again, not sure if that's something to be proud of that I could <laughs> guess what every person in history Inc. would wear as a costume. For I'm a proud. Party. But th- thank you. You know, yeah, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> yes. Good, good, good. Cool. So <laughs> amazing work. Amazing start. Um, <laughs> But the gang is only half the story here. Because like I said, they're at this giant mansion party. And while I would not at all be surprised if the gang had just like randomly crashed a party in the middle of the woods, because they sometimes Mm -hmm. just walk into places unannounced or uninvited, Mm -hmm. um, they were actually invited to this party. Oh, good. And so specifically, this estate is known as, or this house on this estate is known as the Crane Mansion which has been in the Crane family for generations. Um, The gang's friend is this woman, Beth, who invited her to the party. Um, And it's the party is hosted to the person who actually lives in uh, the mansion is Aunt Gertrude. Um, (laughs) Beth Gertrude. Aunt Aunt Gertie likes to party. (laughs) Oh, yes, she does. Um, Beth's cousin, Elmwood. And then the person who's actually doing all the damn work to pull off a great Halloween party, like the catering, the drinks, the vibes is Tarloff, who is the butler. And yes. Rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Yeah. I had to like recheck it like 10 times. because I was like, what is this name? (laughs) Tar? Tar Tarloff. Tarloff. Hmm, yeah interesting i feel like cool. he showed up and these richie rich crane family was like he's like my name's james and they were like no no <laughs> <Tarla."> 
<laughs> if you want is to work here, now? you will go by Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> My name is James. Well, anyway. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, and so despite this being like a pop-in Halloween party, Beth is the only one who really got into the Halloween theme. She's dressed up as a cat. Um, and the others, however, are boring. They're all older than Beth is. Gertrude is literally just in like this grand ball gown with like iced out jewels, including like a huge like diamond studded necklace. Mm-hmm. Elmwin and Tarloff like literally just have like suits on, <laughs> which makes me think costumes are for the poor, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like generally their actual like, you know, what they look like. We always like, describe people. It's like not that important. Like Beth and Gertrude kind of look like each other. They're both like blonde white ladies. Elmwood is like a brunette who kind of looks like tired and overworked. But I mainly mentioned their appearances because I have to describe Tarloff because <laughs> the writers literally just copy and pasted the butler from my Scooby-Doo pirate episode. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like super tall he like looks like the adams family like a little hunched over creepy yeah like super tall like gauntly thin like bags under his eyes the same (laughs) deep type of voice and like i just i wildly speculate as a total side note that he's the only butler in coolsville (laughs) and after the shipping tycoon went down for his crimes james slash now tarloff needed a new job and so he went to the (laughs) crane family and he's been caring for the mansion and throwing parties for them ever since he had to get a new job (laughs) do you remember what his name in that i remember he worked for magnus it was just the butler in that episode so at least he has a name now it could have been yeah true he's like wow this is so much better they actually gave me a name here yes and like they're including the parties whatsoever and he was a pirate he was terrible so he he's like shudders at the sight of fred like old memories <laughs> <laughs> not again uh, so don't yes. let a pirate into this house i'll get fired and then it also like names. and then fred like takes off the pirate costume he's like oh you are the people who broke into the house at 3 a.m i took down my former boss it's even worse than the pirate <laughs> yeah, exactly wait so, i'm already like putting tarloff now is like he's got a huge motive if it is like the same guy he's like this is revenge for taking down my old boss and making me lose my job it's although again they gave Fred. me a name here <laughs> yeah but just against Fred. <laughs> whoever else is dressed as a pirate at this party yeah <laughs> he just like automatically goes into like fighter mode i'm like saying this before even knowing like what the crime or what the villain is I'm just like, oh no this dude's out to get this drink i don't like it i don't like just it anyway getting out to get the pirates yeah. Um, so anyways, everyone is heartily enjoying this party, doing things like bobbing for apples, which I only mentioned because Velma is super salty and sassy about it and really throughout this whole episode. But like we see them bobbing for apples and like Fred is like already drenched in water, clearly like not doing well at this. And <laughs> Velma literally goes, come on, Fred, catch an apple. <laughs> Fred's like, I'm trying. I'm just getting wet though. <laughs> she, like rolls his our eyes at him. So what is she, okay. Uh, Velma's not here to fuck around not, at this party. No, clearly. Yes. Buzz so, anyways, Ken. yep. Yeah, she's she's ki- killing all the buzz here. But mm-hmm. anyways, everyone else is having fun apparently, besides Velma. Yeah. Um, and like Shaggy, Scooby Doo, and Scooby Dumb 
kind of like wander outside, you know, to like get some fresh air. I think they were, you know, they dropped an apple that Shaggy successfully got and go outside. And, you know, they're just like on like the back patio. You know, again, this mansion is in the middle of the forest. Pretty dense forest. And of course, because it's on Halloween, it's super foggy out here. Yeah, Normally. of course it is. Um, but, you know, they're just like hanging out on the back back patio here being like, huh, what a spooky night. Whatever, it's Halloween, it fits. Um, and then Shaggy is like, oh, Scoobies, just kind of collectively, like you guys are really good at like making the, the like horse neighing noises. Like you're really getting into character. And the Scoobies are like, we didn't make a horse noise. Like, did you? Did you? Oh. Like, no, we didn't make it. <laughs> and they're like, huh, that's weird. Like maybe like, rich richingtons here just have horses that would make sense yeah, rich property <laughs> yeah the crane family it's just a normal thing. they're everywhere <laughs> yeah exactly um so they kind of think nothing of it until the sound of hooves start growing louder Ooh. and louder until out of the fog a person riding a horse emerges and starts running right at them only it's not just a normal equestrian instead the caped figure on top of this horse instead of having a human head has a pumpkin head a mm. pumpkin head that can come off rendering the person headless oh a person mm. who's headless <laughs> on a horse oh is Interesting. he a man <laughs> we'll get to it because smartly shaggy oh, and the scoobies no. book it inside being like that is some creepy shit um and they find the gang with Beth in the house. They explain what they small, but Fred, Velma, and Daphne very smartly point out, like, yeah, this is a costume party. Like, <laughs> true. This okay, is probably someone in a costume. Like, duh. Like, they're probably just arriving. You make late. a good point, you investigators. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, they're just trying to have a fun party. Yeah. Um, but Beth however grows suddenly very pale and asks shaggy to like recount exactly what they saw what they saw and this to her is no mystery because as you perhaps hinted and based on the literal description of this person is beth declares the headless horseman now if this were just some famous mansion in the middle of the woods we might be like yeah, yeah, headless horsemen. Okay, writers. But the part of the woods that this mansion is in is called Sleepy Hollow. And Beth announces when pointing out a portrait of her family that her great-great-grandfather was the Ichabod Crane. Of course. I was like, of course. Headless didn't you say crane earlier? And, <laughs> and like, you see me like doing calculations in my mind. <laughs> the yeah. red like string <laughs> of your mind right now, putting it all together. Ah, I forgot about the Headless Horseman episode of this show. Yes. Okay. Ooh, yes. Go on. I, I want to. Okay. I, yeah, we're getting, getting into it. Yes. Okay. So Beth goes on to explain who Ichabod Crane was and who the Headless Horseman is. And I will say the writers give just like an extremely accurate Sparks Notes version of oh. Washington Irving's 1820, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. 
wow, to the point of perhaps copyright infringement. <laughs> yes, it was very light. I mean, like, this was what? Yeah. Like, this is over 100 years later. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's in the creative it's commons now or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yikes, because I'm about to tell it too. <laughs> so we are so. now about to infringe. No, I'm just <laughs> no, all not. good. Um, so the even more spark-noted version of this tale. Yeah. Really, the parts that are only important for this episode is that, yes, in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod Crane was a very superstitious man who got himself into some shit in a place called Sleepy Hollow while vying for the affections of a woman in town, a woman who another man also wanted to marry. Classic. Lots of ghoulish things happen in this town. And it's not just Ichabod Crane who's super superstitious. Most of the women and like old crones in the town are also highly superstitious and love to spill the tea, mm-hmm. including about one of the greatest legends of ghosts in their town, which is the legend of a headless horseman ghost yeah. who previously was a soldier in the Revolutionary War, whose head got blown off by an American cannonball, like USA, USA. Yeah. Exactly. But his head was never <laughs> found. It. yeah exactly he apparently also apparently it's a thing called a hessian soldier which i didn't know about but it was like germans who came over to fight for the british side during the revolutionary war i know and all the love that we've been showing to the germans on this podcast right in the past not in this episode people are probably what the fuck are you talking about go back and listen to other podcasts (laughs) whatever huh anyways yeah i didn't know it was a thing and even Bethany uses the term a Hessian soldier. So again, oh, whoa. Anyway, so as yeah. the legend of this ghost in Sleepy Hollow goes, is that, yeah, they never were able to find his head. His fellow British soldiers buried him without it. But now the headless horseman chases people in Sleepy Hollow down in the dark of night, mm. trying to steal their heads as his own so he can have a head again. It's or hard just like to a be collection. a ghost without a head. Yeah, or a collection. It's actually not clear. I guess no one stopped to ask him. Um, but he's still headless. They were too so busy like, running for their lives or getting yeah. their heads cut off. Exactly. Yeah. Not a lot of time for chit chat. He's not a small chat type guy, it seems like. <laughs> um, but the only way to escape this fate was to cross into like the local cemetery, which the horseman couldn't cross into without bursting into flames. I assume because oh. of some like Christianity demon ghost shit type of thing. Um yeah. I've never read it, so I don't actually know. I saw so, the movie back when I was really young. I haven't even seen that, so. Oh, okay. That's Wikipedia and the episode telling me what happened. Who was in that movie? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, so one night in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, at the peak of this lug triangle for this woman, Ichabod Crane is riding home when he encounters the Headless Horseman. He tries to flee just barely making it to the cemetery maybe just into it but then the next day all that is left of Ichabod Crane is his horse and his hat never to be seen again oh and before we jump back into our Scooby-Doo episode I did do a quick wiki search about like where the tale of the headless horseman came from like was this like a Washington Irving like story from scratch or like yeah Total is creative it, fiction or yeah, exactly like, classic folklore. This come re, from? Yeah. Re- yep. And so, um, yeah, folklore is the exact answer because the figure uh-huh. known as the Headless Horseman 
has been appearing in folklore around the world, namely Europe, since the Middle Ages. Mm. So in addition to the history given in the show, the American folklore version does indeed say that it's like this Hessian soldier from the Revolutionary War, um, but that he also carries a jack-o'-lantern around with him, both as a replacement head, as we saw on the show, but also as a weapon, apparently, in our version of the story in America. Um, And there is, in real life, a cemetery called the Old Dutch Church of Sleepy Hollow, where a British or a soldier on the British side side was buried after he was uh, decapitated by an American cannonball. So hmm. that's what gave rise to the American version of the folklore. Gotcha. Um, in Scottish folklore, um, it was a man who was decapitated in a clan battle on the Isle of Mole. And in these accounts, both he and his horse are headless, which is kind of scary. Or just, that would like, be that's, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that's like a large thing to just be missing on a horse. Running around just, without a head. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Very, it feels very like um, like Book of Revelations, like the like, I don't know, like Horsemen of Hell the or whatever. Yeah, the four horsemen. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I think I think even those horses had, the horses they rode on still had heads. Had but heads. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to see headless horses, I guess it would be like at the apocalypse. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, very yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, but the Irish folklore version is my favorite. Ooh, um, okay. Here, the headless horseman was known as the Dolahan. I don't actually know how to say it, that's how it's spelled. And he is a demonic fairy on a horse carrying his head in one hand and a human spine in the other hand as a whip. And anytime he stops riding, a human dies. So he stops riding. He calls out the name of a human and the person immediately dies. So he's kind of like Grim Reaper. Very scary metal horse headless horseman version. Um, that's interesting yes that's my favorite version crazy folklore man anyway i know i'm like what were the what were the irish going through i guess a lot in the middle ages them up (laughs) yeah they were like there's death and famine fucking everywhere it's the black plague maybe i don't know when these two things align like we need a reason that people are dying left and right right demonic fairy on a horse with a spine whip cool Spine whip. Also, like, super impressive to be holding a pumpkin in one hand. Or, wait, yeah, you said a pumpkin Just in one his hand? head. Oh, his head, sorry. Mm-hmm. Head in one hand, spine whip in the other, and, like, like riding a riding horse. horse. <laughs> and then being like, no hands, look hey, back. stop the horse, you die. You stop die. the horse, you die. You die. Am I going to go again? Uh, he, like, takes one step. <laughs> uh, like he slows with like a canter to a trot slows down like no just kidding (laughs) keeps going i'll be back though see you next week yeah i like like this guy yeah um (laughs) yeah he's a fun guy um so beyond the old folklore there are like you kind of mentioned countless renditions now in pop culture of the headless horseman Mm-hmm. Thanks to really, it seems like the legend of Sleepy Hollow, the book. Um, but I wanted to highlight one in particular of a modern-ish um, version of it for you, Alexis, because it's a comic book series called Chopper, mm. in which a headless outlaw biker collects the souls of sinners. And basically, like there's this in this comic book, there's like this drug that's like similar to ecstasy that essentially opens the gateway to the afterlife. And that's how this headless biker can like, like motorcyclists like 
can reach out to these sinners and basically like kill them and clutch their soul into the afterlife. So I never read it, obviously. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna look for it. I'll let her know. Yeah. Chopper, dope. Obviously, like clearly inspired by the legend of awesome. Gonna check that out. Yes, highly recommend. Maybe I don't know. It was on the Wikipedia page. (laughs) If I come across it and get it. I'll let let you know, know, and then you can officially <laughs> recommend it to people based on my recommendation to you. <laughs> but I'll act like it was my idea. Exactly. So anyways, so Beth, yes, gives them a quickie retelling of the headless horseman and how he chased down her great-great-grandfather, Ichabod Crane, and how Ichabod was never seen again and vanished without a trace. But now um, the headless horseman must be back. Uh, to continue haunting their family and conduct whatever unfinished business he has um, Mm. with whatever happened with Ichabod Crane. And just as they're all coming to grips with this wild story, all of the power in the mansion goes out as the doors burst open to reveal the headless horseman who is there cackling and announcing he is indeed there to find a new head for himself. And immediately, everyone fucking Uh-oh. books it from the party yeah. and runs home. <laughs> like, they Great all response. Leave. Yes, correct response, I would yeah. say. Um, however, if there's one thing we can say with certainty about Mystery Inc., mm-hmm. as seen in your Aztec Ghost Scooby-Doo episode, oh, is that they will do anything to save a good party. <laughs> anything. Anything. Anything they did so, not drive all the way to Sleepy Hollow for this party mm-hmm. just for some guy without a they head to scare not. them off. Uh uh-uh. uh, they no. love a good party, they will risk anything to anything keep the party anything. going. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in that vein, the gang does not play, they're like, We're gonna solve this, shit. we're gonna get this party popping again. Mm-hmm. So they split up to scour the mansion and see where the headless horseman went off to because in the in the ruckus of everyone fleeing, they lost sight of him. No idea where the horse is. The horse seems like an innocent figure in all of this. So they're <laughs> concerned about him. He had a head. They're trying to focus on the horseman. So Shaggy and the Scoobies, surprise, surprise, run into the horseman who like very terrifyingly yeah like rips off his pumpkin head and starts like reaching for shaggy's head to like rip his head off like mm. a little aggressive i would say for scooby-doo <laughs> yeah type of thing of just like i'm just gonna pop it off now i'm just gonna rip this dude's head off you guys watching everyone looking <laughs> yep yep because here it comes um <laughs> luckily they're narrowly able to flee from him and fend him off obviously making a lot of noise the rest of the gang runs up to like to try and save them um but all that's left in the horseman's wake are a lot of like wood chips and like wood shavings and mm. now i have never owned a horse i don't know about you Alexis. <laughs> yeah unfortunately no no i am not mm. i do like horses i love to go riding but i've never owned one had to take care of one and i know they eat like hay and grasses and maybe like other snacks but like mm-hmm. i don't think they eat like wood chips and like shavings as if they're like a beaver or something no no yeah that's not where i was expecting you to go with the wood chip thing <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't think so i mean hey we could be wrong hey lol hey, we could hey. be wrong <laughs> nice. but uh, uh yeah so that's also say 
that this is a clue. This wasn't like a gotcha. the horseman had like a like a little snacks in his pocket for the horse. Again, it wasn't course, shreds of hay, and it wasn't a pile of horse shit. <laughs> it was <laughs> exactly. something that should not be left behind by a horse. <laughs> exactly, it didn't make a lot of sense why the horseman would have wood chips and like wood shavings on yeah. him that flew off of him in his fleeing. So we'll call this clue number one. Was it like a trail of them following off or is it just like a pile where he was standing? It was kind of like a little trail as gotcha. if like okay. as he was running, it was, it, they kind of like flew gotcha. out from him. Um, it, okay. it, you know, it stopped at some point because I guess he ran out of wood chips. Um, <laughs> but just as the gang is, you know, going through their horse sense and horse smarts to add up what the horse deal is, they hear screams in a different part of the mansion and Ooh. sends them running to it. So here they find the rest of the Crane family. So remember Beth, Aunt Gertrude, Elmwood, and Tarloff. And he's not part of the family, more or less, as he's employed by the family. Yeah. Um, in like the study or something like that, where Gertrude is like pale as can be and like clearly panicked. She, she explains, had been trying to just relax in her study mm-hmm. when all of a sudden from a from one of the walls a ghostly hand reached out and grabbed for her head oh and this simply sends the rest of the cranes into a tizzy and arguments about what's going on so on one side we have beth lamenting that the horseman is coming back to finish them all off that ichabod crane whatever happened with him wasn't enough their family the horseman's going to get all of their heads mm-hmm. on the other side elmwood said that like that legend is not like it's not like some like cursed revenge like that doesn't make any sense like what did ichabod crane do to yeah. like it was like enact this revenge but instead he blames it on gertrude and specifically elmwood explains to the gang that the jewels that gertrude is wearing actually hold a curse and they've been locked away in the family vault for generations and Gertrude when she decided to get the jewels out to wear them reopened the curse of uh or like that's been put on the jewels thus on the family yeah and that the horseman only returned on the day that the jewels got brought out um Tarloff for his part is kind of like aren't we concerned that like a hand protruded from the wall like (laughs) Should we Aww. check that? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, Jules, house we don't know about. Like, right? <laughs> what's going on? Can um, you like secure the premises before yeah. we go on about this curse? <laughs> about curses? Like, I've seen some yeah. curse talk before, and we need step one: secure the premise. <laughs> um, and like again, both very hilariously and like shadily, both against butlers and two going back to now, like. Tarloff hating the gang because of their potential past run-ins. Shaggy yeah. or like one of the Scoobies, like for the first time, get like a really good look at Tarloff and shout that like this is the exact like shade of extremely pale hands that we saw on the horseman earlier. And they like grab Tarloff's hands to like hold them up and like they're like pale, <laughs> pale white. Yeah. And Tarloff is like. I made the desserts tonight. This is all powdered sugar. And uh, the Scoobies start licking at his hands and indeed he's covered in powdered sugar. Oh my God. <laughs> Those butler does not get paid she, enough. Yeah, he's like, uh, 
Perhaps you are correct, sir. <laughs> like still eyeing him off Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. But you do still look terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shaggy's like, hmm, how convenient. Yeah. As Shaggy in a previous episode had also what covered himself in like powdered in sugar yeah. before flour. He's like, yeah. hmm, I know this trick. I do. Yes. They're still sus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Gertrude, among all of the arguing happening, calms everyone down and decides that she is siding with Elmwood on the causes of this based on like the, like that theory that it's like the necklaces um, yeah. because she yeah. not so subtly says that Elmwood has always been her favorite and <laughs> she'll do what he thinks is best, okay. which he is like, put the fucking jewels back in the vault. Like, clearly things were chill what changed you got some cursed jewels out here bro yeah like we all told you not to um however the slight problem with this solution um is i guess like their bank is maybe in like an offshore like caymans physical like (laughs) vault account because it's only accessible by plane um yeah yeah, but luckily again the richie rich crane family no problem because they have yeah. a plane. Okay, um, of course. Yes. And Elmwood says, okay, I'm going to, I'll go call the bank real quick. He calls the bank and is like, they're cool with it. They'll open like the bank up for us, like at fucking midnight. They probably um, own the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, that's mm-hmm. the privilege that being yeah. mega wealthy gets you clearly. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it's like Halloween night too. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine, imagine. Yeah. They like, call the manager or the ceo of the bank he's like with his son trick-or-treating or or something (laughs) his son is like it's his first halloween like trick-or-treating he's like super excited to be in this cute outfit and everything and he gets a call it's like 9 30 at night sir we need you to open the bank (laughs) we've had a run-in at the crane mansion he's like well my son though he's getting ready to win a costume contest his first halloween there's also like, so this, this is, is an emergency situation. This is, this is in season one of the Scooby Doo show. So, it, like, in fear, it would be like a year before your episode that you did last week. Yeah. It's little Timmy. It's Timmy. I was trying so hard not to say that it was Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's Pumpkin Patch Pat and little Pumpkin Timmy. Patch. Everyone go listen to last week's episode and then come back. But 100%. <laughs> Pumpkin and yeah. after this, Pumpkin Patch Pat quit his job at the bank because exactly. he needs more He's time like, with his no family. More. I need to spend time with my family. Timmy has always I, wanted to grow pumpkins after when he dressed as a pumpkin that <laughs> Halloween when the Crane family called him away, and that's what won him the cons the costume contest. And I couldn't so ever see since him then hobble up there on his crutches to get his prize. He like just leaves them there to go open. So he has to like hobble home by himself too <laughs> in the dark and like sleepy hollow. <laughs> Yeah, and go going as his dad has to get on his private jet to go open the bank vault yes. and again a single tear falls from both of their cheeks as they that part night. ways the yeah. dad doesn't even say goodbye to him. he's just like standing in the back of the crowd at the costume contest and like slowly dips out and timmy's on stage giving his acceptance Looking. speech saying thank you to my dad who helped me he took time off from the bank to help me build this costume dad Dad. 
<laughs> so fucked up. Everything. This, this is funny. Hosting the thing is like, all right, kid, get up stage. Like, come on, we have another, <laughs> we have another winner to come up for the next round. He like hobbles <laughs> off the stage. The I'm not sorry. like depressing kid round. Get off of here. Yeah. The round of parents who love their children. Get out of here. The popular kids come up next wearing like like Timmy's outfit is like super poorly made, like hardly looks like a pumpkin. It was really a sympathy vote. (laughs) These other kids come up in like these elaborate like alien or like astronaut costumes or like actually like the headless horsemen with like flames coming out of jack lanterns like rich popular kids get off stage timmy timmy doesn't have a ride home now so he has to hobble home this ginormous like this ginormous trophy too like they actually give him a huge like bigger than him and after when um when Pumpkin Patch Pat gets home from opening the bank vault, like all he like sees is just like the trophy and like the costume, like in like the like foyer of their house. And that's the night he quit the bank <laughs> and decided to grow pumpkins to be with little Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Too bad yeah. he's little Timmy dies the next year. Yeah. Oh God. Next Yikes. Halloween is no better, actually, for yeah. little Timmy. It actually gets a lot worse. Yeah. Uh anyway, yeah. So anyways, um, <laughs> well, things also get worse here because they nice. confirm, like, great, we'll go drop this off at the bank. Elmwood is just like, this'll like we need to get this shit done now. Like, I've been telling you this is cursed. Um, so the gang watches Elmwood drive off into the fog where immediately they hear a huge crash and they run to the scene to find a fully totaled car against a tree. Oh no. And all that's left is a jack-o'-lantern pumpkin head in the seat. Ooh. Immediately they're like, oh, <laughs> this was the head that the horseman was carrying around and he yeah. wanted a new head and now there's no Elmwood. Um, <laughs> and a crashed and so, vehicle. Yes. Like. And so instead of one going inside to tell the rest of the cranes that like their cousin slash son just got into a major car crash and is missing yeah. or calling the authorities for like a missing persons slash like emergency services for a cr- car crash. Um Yeah. The gang starts to scour the car for clues, yet again, wiping away all traces of evidence, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) But I will say they do find some very strange things or normal things, I don't know, around the car. So first of all, in the car, they find like a small cutout picture of Elmwood. And one of Mm -hmm. the gang, I can't remember who it was, like notes that like the back of this like cutout picture is like kind of like sticky, like it has like glue on it or something like that and they kind of like peel it up from where they found it in the car yeah and next they find a newspaper clipping with which shaggy finds and skims and it's this weird article about how a ufo was spotted at a beauty convention which is really weird and very specific and shaggy yeah that's weird i guess yeah that is weird (laughs) like i guess this was a boring ass beauty convention so someone was like and there's a ufo <laughs> there you go okay all these reporters like rush in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like covering the rest of the shit was boring 
BFF. <sighs> so um, finally, Which, like, sorry, but what does that say about the, the contestants? And the <laughs> I think it was like a beauty convention, as in like a like makeup oh, like, convention, gotcha. not like like an um, expo, pageant. not a beauty. Pageant. Yeah, like an gotcha. expo okay. was the vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and finally, they notice Velma notices that there's no keys in the ignition of the car anymore, which is also strange because. Oh. It's was, it was a pretty bad, like bad car crash. Like the entire like front of the car was like accordioned in, and it was like an old timey car, so it was a long way mm. and like like into a tree, kind of like up on like a little hill. Like it was totaled. Like yeah. you know, maybe that like fucked up the keys somehow. Um, so again, instead of you know being like, well, these are some weird clues. Again, we should call the authorities or tell the family members. They go to the next logical spot. The cemetery of Sleepy Hollow. Oh my god. Yes. And so <laughs> on the way, they both catch glimpses of the horseman who indeed looks like he now has a head, making them panic a little bit. There's no more mm-hmm. pumpkin shape up there. It's like a human head shape now. Yeah. Um, and they run into Tarloff out and about in the fog. Um, and he's in the cemetery? Uh, on the way to the cemetery. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Tarloff explains that he was actually headed to the neighbor's house to see not only if their power had been knocked out, but Tarloff explains that he found that the phone lines were dead because a tree had not just fallen onto the phone lines, but looked like it was cut down with an axe. And so Tarloff was going over to be like, I guess he doesn't like the neighbors. He was like, y'all cut down this tree and fuck up our phone lines. And or like, I know y'all did it. Yeah, exactly. Like this is some like reality show, like Butler Wars going on. Like he's going to go take their Butler down. It's the only competition in town or something right. like that. It's unclear. Um, but with that, um, Fred is like, uh, okay, you're creepy. It's foggy and the dark. We're already apparently maybe enemies tar off from our last run in. Um, and so Fred like makes the gang put a little more pep in this step to get to the cemetery. And oh, I want to pause here because I think at some point there needs to be a full like psych eval of Mystery Inc. Because it was very clear that Fred didn't really rush the gang along because he like solved the mystery, was like worried about Tarloff or anything like that. But he hurries along so that he can get to what he wants to do at the cemetery, which is why I asked the question in your last episode about Fred robbing a grave. Because we literally next see a mausoleum with Fred and a crowbar trying to open it up. Dude, also such disrespect. Like, it's one thing to be a grave robber, but you're going to fucking use, like, a crowbar to open it. You, like, ruin a coffin. (laughs) like fall on he's like using all his weight to like open up this mausoleum of and it's specifically of the fallen soldier that eventually turned into uh, the uh, horseman okay yeah yeah yes yeah, so not ichabod crane but like the og oh. like in the revolutionary war this soldier yes. who died and then turned into the legend um but apparently this was all part of friend freddie jones's plan mm-hmm because it was too hard for him to open, which to him, that means, well, if I can't open it, how could a ghost, as if they oh. can't float through walls? 
So, and as if he's the strongest person alive. Yes. So I guess this was all. I can't Fred's. open it, so no one can. Yeah, literally, that's what he <laughs> says. I think Fred just like wanted to see if he could rob this grave because he's like super into it. And then mm-hmm. when he couldn't, he was like, "Oh yes, I meant to come here and show you that if I couldn't open it, a ghost." zombie couldn't thing it couldn't open it either <laughs> sheds so. a small tear like damn it i was gonna steal so much shit in there <laughs> right he's like fuck should we find ichabod's crane grave grave next did they bury him they couldn't find his body i just want to rob some shit tonight <laughs> like that's no. like fred's halloween tradition i guess um wasn't it was it the very first episode we did with the the knights the Templar, tomb? The <laughs> yeah. tomb? Well, that and also didn't they have like creepy shit in the back of the mystery machine i know one of the episodes <laughs> we did it was like ropes yes. and all they have like, like they are straight up like grave robbers slash kidnappers <laughs> i think by trade yes a thousand percent they had like full <laughs> heist materials in the back of the yeah. mystery machine in like, the first episode like that's their like classic inventory like they always have it ready in <laughs> yeah. the trunk or like in the back like yeah, yeah. like we might encounter a cemetery while we're right. wherever we go. Right. We gotta Freddy, have a grave robbing kit. <laughs> Fred does love like the back roads, like type of thing. He also in like the Aztec ghost episode was like, yeah, let's go into this temple, which like typically temples and pyramids were for like great rulers tombs. So yeah. Yeah. Fred Jones loves robbing graves. I think that if we track it, honestly, almost every episode that we've done of Scooby-Doo now, besides maybe one or two, involves him stealing something from a tomb <laughs> in one way or another, or a grave. Let's look into Fred. I mean, yeah. a little bit. We've got some issues here. It's like, yeah, they fell into this investigation, uh-huh. fell, quote unquote, into, aka <laughs> Freddie was out just trying to do his normal grave robbing. And then they like realized that shit was already he stolen got from there. <laughs> he got caught. Yeah. And he was like, I was solving a mystery. That's off. See, this, these things were stolen and I, I didn't steal them. I didn't, I didn't do, it. do it. Puts his backpack and is like clanging when he goes <laughs> shovels and shit dirt falling out of the backpack it's like dirt on his shoes a skull rolls out of the backpack uh, like the most evidence right <sighs> anyways i guess fred is like okay well i guess scratch that fun night off my to-do list but luckily it does help him go to another conclusion And he rushes the gang to the van so they can head the headless horseman off at the place that Freddie now knows the legendary figure is going Mm. instead of the cemetery again, which was just for Fred's own funsies, the airport. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. they arrive at one of those like it's like a small airport, like the one of the ones where it's like, you know, like a little two person like planes Mm. or like one person can fly it themselves again, like. Fancy, fancy. I know how to fly my own plane and have my own plane. Exactly. Um, and so uh they arrive just before the horseman indeed arrives, galloping in. And this confirms one of their worst fears that indeed atop of the horseman's shoulders is indeed a head now, but mm. it is the ghoulish looking head of Elmwood with like pale as can be with drooping eyes and matted hair as if he just came out of a grave 
and looking gaunt as well. Mm-hmm. And luckily, through a series of shenanigans and mishaps, Shaggy and Scooby are able to corner the horseman in the tiny plane and get the horseman out of it before it takes off to God knows where. <laughs> At this point, they do call the authorities, which is Thank like goodness. the same like cowboy trooper <laughs> that shows up. Who didn't like, know how to use the handcuffs. <laughs> He doesn't even bother with the handcuffs this time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) At all. He was like, we don't need to do it. And so uh, Shaggy uh, does the big reveal of pulling the mask off. Oh, Shaggy. Who it is. I know Shaggy got the. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. You know, I I forgot that we did the big reveal. Honestly, yeah, because I didn't do that in my episode last Mm -hmm. week, but I don't, it would have been almost impossible so the okay. yeah, 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 was, some, some, an, an unnamed character was the big <laughs> reveal last week literally unfair <laughs> yeah um gosh uh wait can can you go back through the list of suspects sorry just like real quick yes. the names yeah yeah so it's like the crane family so mm-hmm. beth who was the friend who invited them and she thought that it was the horseman back for revenge uh, we had Aunt Gertrude, who was wearing the cursed jewels and throwing the party. We had mm-hmm. Elmwood, who's Gertrude's favorite and was like, those jewels are hella cursed. And we had Tarloff, who I surmise is the old butler from before and is like, this is some creepy shit. Secure the perimeter. I'm gonna go to the neighbor's house and call him out. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> Gertrude? <laughs> So Shaggy pulls and pulls and pulls until the horseman finally shouts out in pain, telling okay. Shaggy, stop pulling my face. My face, yeah. Yes, because okay. just as Fred knew, apparently, it was Elmwood. Mm-hmm. So Fred goes through the clues, and I think Velma helps. Yeah. So they, you know, at first, like, weren't sus of Elmwood, until they hear from Tarloff that the phone lines were cu- were off and cut down because of a cut down tree, which one Elmwood said he went and called the bank to confirm that he could fly uh, and drop off the diamonds. Liar! The phones were not working. Yeah. Two, the fact that the wood chips were left behind, and thus he must have chopped down the tree, gotten some wood shavings on his fit etc etc and left them uh, uh, behind Behind, um so again as charloff had explained wood chips cut down the tree the small picture of elmwood was apparently a passport photo because apparently you just like glued them in back in the day which like i will say like international travel sometimes you do need extra photos for passports Mm. um for visas um and uh Again, I guess you just, I don't have a glue on it, but whatever. Um, But clearly Elmwood was indeed trying to flee the country with the jewels. And why did he want the cursed jewels? Well, apparently he made up that this was a family curse. So he could take the jewels from Gertrude and sell them for a shit ton of money because in classic shaggy fashion, he did not read both sides of the newspaper article he found. Okay, thank you. I was like, well, what about the newspaper article? What about yep. that? Okay. Yep, yeah, because on the awesome. other side of the UFO beauty convention article was an yeah. article about the bankruptcy of Elmwood Crane's company. 
Mm. So, yes, Elmwood mm. used the legend of the horseman in this family plot, slash, possibly maybe he was going to like blend in as a costume figure. And then the whole like gang kind of got in his way. So he switched gears to like curse jewels. Yeah. Let me go drop him off of the bank type of right. thing. Right. Um, again, he knows how to fly the plane, Richie Rich Boy. Um, <laughs> and yes, was going to take the jewels, sell them, and get all of his money back. Yeah. And now I will say, Gertrude willingly gave Elmwood the diamonds. So I don't really understand the legalities of like a con, I guess. Like yeah. duping someone yeah, it's fraud, into something. So. Yeah. And kinda I'm a little fuzzy and like gray on that, especially before like this was like, you know, before internet scams. Obviously, people have been con men for forever, but yeah. like I don't know where that lies in the level of like legalities and like our legal system of just like, I got tricked, but you gave them, there was no contract. I don't know how it works mm-hmm. at all. But anyways, <laughs> Elmwood classically says this would have been the perfect crime. It wasn't for you kids. And the trooper has the last line saying, well, we'll find a perfect jail cell for you instead. Ha <laughs> ha. And that's it. Happy Halloween. Daddy. That's how it ends. Wow. A oh quickie, but a classic. Now, yeah, definitely a classic. Tying in that classic spooky story of yep. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Oh my God. Great job. <laughs> yes. I totally forgot about that episode. Yeah. Oh, as soon goodness. as I started watching it, I was like, oh my God. And then I was also <laughs> like, oh wow, they give like a very accurate, correct description of the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Like, Good job, it's Beth like, Crane. And I don't know. Is that like, um, does that book take place around Halloween or something? I just, that, that story screams Halloween to me, like the yes. legend of Sleepy Hollow always has, I guess, yeah, because so, it's a scary ghost with a jack-o'-lantern essentially head. It's yeah, very so it, Halloween-esque. It's either that the legend of Sleepy Hollow when Ichabod Crane disappears, or when the battle happened that the actual soldier who created this legend died happened on like October 28th. I think okay. it might have been the battle gotcha. was on October 28th. And so it's okay. always had the like the Thai yeah, American folklore. Yeah. To the mm-hmm. Halloween time frame of things. Nice. So there nice. we go. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> just like, yeah. Uh, involving. Wait a minute. Yeah. What was Scooby do? Scooby dumb. Was he, he was just like tagging our, along pretty much. Yeah. He didn't really do yeah. much this episode. He was just like, okay. I thought I was getting invited to a nice there. Halloween party. Although I will say. In this episode, the writers accidentally say that they're brothers, not cousins. Yeah, so a little bit of discrepancy. Oopsie. But it's okay. Fred said it. He was distracted. He was he had Grave Robin on the mind. (laughs) He was like, hey, asking me down their brothers or something like that. So the cemetery. Beth, where are the directions to that again? I think there's a mystery afoot. And she was like, what? (laughs) Huh? Uh -huh. Want to desecrate the ruins of my family? What? What? No. Huh? Nothing. No. What? That, hmm? no. 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 I didn't say no. anything about stealing jewels or uh, anything from a mausoleum. What? No. <laughs> but Fred, it... who told you? Who told you that my ancestors were buried in a mausoleum? <laughs> He's like already researched all of this. Like, 
he has like a whole map like in the mystery <laughs> machine of like cemeteries in like a 300 mile radius and he's just slowly knocking like them the off most famous people yeah like yeah. buried in all of them he's like yeah, oh my god did you know that someone from the like... crane family is buried here <laughs> we have to get invited to their halloween party yeah, guys get to that party Daphne, he's always like connections <laughs> yes, researching yes, that's why he's like down to go to the library with like velma or like the witchcraft museums look at like family trees to be like mm-hmm. and where were they buried <laughs> interesting interesting fascinating mm-hmm. <laughs> so read the grave robber yeah save the day maybe I'm pretty sure we can track it back and uh there's like two episodes that we've done where he's not actively Crying desecrating right. someone's burial Rest by site. the resting place yeah yeah we should also eventually maybe i'll do this as a, cri- a future crime caper of um the sub various stories of like you started off as a grave robber selling bodies to doctors back in like victorian eras because that's how they oh. had to do research back in the day yeah. was like dead bodies <laughs> robbing then graves some- then some turned into serial killers and would still drop the bodies off and get paid for the bodies in England. Oh, yeah, it's a great story. It's working both I'll sides of the day. system. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back pocket so anyways, that one. Yes, on that note, awesome. um, yeah, who should uh, the folks listening tell about this podcast between now and next week's Halloween episode? Well, let's see. We're getting much closer to the actual holiday by the time that this one drops. So I think that, you know, if you're, if you're going to a Halloween party in preparation, like either this weekend or next weekend, like at some point, just like go up to the DJ or like whoever is playing the music, hit pause, just stop it and make a loud ass announcement. Tell everyone at that party, watch Saturday morning mysteries because and then put it on. And then put it on, actually, yeah, which and maybe that should be your suggestion. <laughs> I'm telling you to just tell the whole party. Grace is like, eh, no, just put the fucking podcast on. And well, then um, have one speaker just like on repeat playing like the Ghostbusters theme music. And then the <laughs> other speaker just playing our podcast just That's on repeat. Feel good. Um, well, I actually think that um, you should, you know, yeah, it's like getting Halloween time getting spooky mm-hmm. um a fun childhood game ghost in the graveyard um i oh, grew up um like across the street down the hill from a graveyard and my current home my backyard is a graveyard um nice. so classic <laughs> game i think um while you're while you're playing maybe ghost in the graveyard respectfully around the graves of course um mm-hmm. you know if there's someone there maybe don't ask if they're like the cemetery caretaker or grave robber because if it's the latter now you're implicated in the crime and yeah they the will former, kill you it's just their job um yeah. but tell them about this podcast yeah yeah again don't ask who they are just if you see them yep. if they have shovels just say hi i like your shovel watch saturday morning mysteries and then run the fuck out of there yes and then no more playing in that graveyard go to a different yes. one next time ever you again. saw nothing yes, yes. <laughs> And that's it. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmoreMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.